Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jerry Brandon. Gibson. <laughs> You're, it's getting smoother. Hey, this is Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are listening. Woo-hoo! We've got another right. special guest. Uh, no, I'm pretty much no longer a special guest. Uh, You're not special anymore, Rob. No. But yeah, I'm he's still just, a guest. Uh, who, who's here? <laughs> Rob Chafe from Mad Cow Amplification. Right on. I like it. Uh, so we are we're having a, a great time already. We are talking to someone else very special. He actually, he is the special person. You're not special anymore, Rob. Special guest, who are you? Uh, my name is Drew Zychek from Weird Noise. All right. Right yes. on. Weird Noise in the house. Sorry. <laughs> I will never do that again. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, um, right before we started, we were just talking about um, how awesome useless information is. And uh, one of the things that I shared was the term uh, when you, uh, the term pull out all the stops, you know, when you're going to really go for it. We're going to pull out all the stops, everybody. That comes from um, pulling out the stops or the the knobs. Sliders. Uh, sliders, whatever they might be, on an old Pistons. organ. They're basically valves. valves. They are valves. That's what they yep. are. So when they pull them all out, and there's actually a thing that says all stops, and then it's go, pff, they all come out. That's what that comes from. And then Drew <laughs> chimed in with uh, another good one. Go ahead, Drew. Yeah, well, on one of your previous shows, the, you guys were talking about where the term breadboard came from. And as far as I know, it came from uh, back before, I guess, like uh, actual breadboards were a thing. Um, people would use nails and hammer them into a cutting, a wooden cutting board or a breadboard, and they would just wrap components around the nails and wrap them around each other, making circuits nice. to test the circuits. That uh, you know, I could very well be wrong about that, but that, well, is that my makes an awful lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Hmm? So, if Ooh, anybody yeah. else out there knows anything, I would like to know more. But that sounds—I I like that. Let's go with that. We're going with that. Sounds good. Drew, I like mystery it. solved. Drew, Superhead Wonderbrain. <laughs> no, there's only one of those here. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you can't tell, we are going to have an awesome show. We're very excited about this. We, uh, uh, I was off for a week. So, uh, first of all, I want to apologize. We've had a couple hiccups in the episode um, release world because we had some... Uh, we had a few scheduling issues, unforeseen circumstances happen. And then, you know, Jared, Jared moved out and, and we, we, we pretty much did a pretty good job of working around that. So, and Jared was really great about that, but uh, there's just been a handful of things in summertime. Usually that happens, but, um, I don't, I don't like missing episodes. And, uh, so I, I, I apologize I think we had a, a missed week, or maybe maybe two in there. <clears throat> so, uh, but we're gonna make it up with awesomeness. That's what we're gonna do. Yes. Uh, yep. Yeah. Ding. Um, <laughs> so we've got, as we mentioned, we've got Drew Zychek from Weird Noise in, and uh, I actually just posted a new One Minute Wonder featuring the What the Fuzz pedal. So you might want to go check that out. And Drew, where can people find you uh, as they might be listening? Well, um, we have our website, which is weirdnoisepedals.com. Uh, that's also uh, where you can buy our pedals. 
Mm-hmm. Um, most of the kind of activity would be found on Instagram at Weird Noise Pedals. Um, we do a little bit of Facebook. Where we're kind of just getting into that. I don't use it quite on, quite as often as maybe I should. Mm. But. So basically Instagram to see kind of what's going on and the website too uh, if you want to look a little deeper into things. Sounds good. Well, we're going to talk about his backstory, uh, his pedals. We had a great conversation while I was at the uh, San Francisco airport for a four and a half hour layover, which was <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yay. Oof. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, I'm just glad I didn't turn into six or something stupid like that. That's I was so nervous about that. Yeah. Um, well, maybe we should talk about what's going on in our music world this week. Well, we should. After unless we you have a few unless announcements. Unless you have a, a few no, announcements. No, we just got a few announcements. Unless you have a oh, few yeah. announcements. I, I do. Okay. Well, then go ahead. All right. We need to thank. Wow. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rode Mics, for providing this awesome gear that we've been using for so long. Yes. We've got the Rodecaster Pro in front of us nice. and the Procaster Mics. And the Rodeticulating Arms. The Rodeticulating Arms. That is correct. Rodeticulating, baby. These things are still going strong. I see no reason why they would stop going strong. Knock on wood. So thank you very much for making really, really nice gear. It's the Toyota. Of 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 podcast equipment and recording equipment. Oh, it no, goes for five hundred thousand five hundred thousand miles Toyota? without a hiccup. This is the BMW Volvo. No, that's the Mercedes. Oh, the Volvo. It's a Mercedes. Dude, Mercedes well, lasts forever. Let's argue about Volvo. cars now. Yeah. <laughs> on this week's a car arguing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Chris Farley. Um, so we've got. Uh, a couple things, a couple more announcements. Um, I also want to remind everybody, uh, you know, as you're working in your basement, you're playing around on guitars or whatever, uh, you're at work pretending that you're working, we're on YouTube as well. So yep, you can really? listen to the episode on YouTube. That's right. This is why we need a camera. No, we don't the need a camera. We can't up. do it. This we is, need the we need the nobody needs heads. to see this place. It's terrible looking. I think it would be hilarious. Yeah. Hey, one know. one announcement from me. He's hilarious to look at. I have one too after baloney. <laughs> um, are we going to do a, an interview today? As we well? are, We're getting but, there. but I'm, We're getting I, there. I have a. This is an important announcement. Um, if you have a chance, uh, everyone, go watch on Hulu. McCartney three two Ooh, one. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I already that. saw it. I saw uh, uh, it. all six episodes. It is phenomenal. Who's in it? it? Is uh, some guy nah. named Paul McCartney. Don't know. Don't know. Yeah. Don't know. He was. Uh, I, I, he played bass. In what some else 60s has he been band. in? That other guy looks wings. like he woke up. No, I mean like movies or TV. Hasn't had a haircut in five <laughs> the wings, years. Like the TV show. Yeah, Wings the TV show. Or got his shoes and socks. Yeah, Rick Rubin is the uh, the interviewer. Uh, he's a uh, really incredible producer. He's he done is. everything from hip hop to Slayer, Slayer, and every Beastie band. Beastie Boys. Between. That's right, Beastie Johnny Boys. Cash. There he is. Which, by the way, I saw the Beastie Boys uh, movie. Oh my gosh! I was oh watching that right before we got on. I, I love the Beastie That's Boys. Rick Rubin? Totally. Oh man! Oh yeah, he started. He started them pretty much yeah. with them. Anyways, so yeah, I, so so check that out. It's I mean if if you're a Beatles fan, if you're a McCart- even if you're not a McCartney fan, I'm you know I'm a bigger John fan than than Paul fan, and I still found it incredibly interesting. And Paul was he references John an awful incredibly lot, incredibly modest. Yeah, 
Yeah. I'd like to see this, the uh, parts about McCartney's first um, solo record where he played yeah. all the instruments by himself at his farm or whatever. Yeah, he talked there, about there's, it. Yeah, there's, yeah, a, there's a section. McCartney. I think Ram yeah. was the second one second he did. One. Yeah, McCartney was his first solo album. Interesting. Yeah. I, I, you know, when he was talking about Sgt. Pepper, um, I think that was about my favorite because they were – uh, one trying to one up with the uh, Beach Boys at the time. Yeah, that's <laughs> correct. Yeah, that sounds. I liked when he talked about Dr. Pepper. Yes, uh, that too. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, uh, I have right. an announcement as well. Okay. Uh, our friend, our friend James uh, at Gibson uh, had some back surgery, so thoughts and good vibes to our bro oh, there. Yeah. Uh, so I I see him like every every time I go there. There he is doing wiring and stuff. Awesome. Um, nice. Always gives me a smile when I walk by and give him a head nod. So uh, so good luck to him in that. Uh, yeah. Hope to see him soon. Yeah, good, good luck good. to that. Yeah. All right. Um, I did also have, and this one is sp- specifically for Jared, uh, since he is the main, um, you know, pickup meister at uh, Gibson. Um, let's see here. This is from one of our listeners, Bob Crouch, who's uh, – Actually, not just a listener. No, no, he's, he's on, a, he's, he's he's on a my poobah. list. He's on my list. Yes, sir. Oh, I got to do a good job then. Yeah, you better. Um, and it, what he asked was, he said, um, "Hey guys, not sure if you if uh, this has ever been chatted about, but there's a chance if there's a chance that Jared could provide some insight during a future episode. That's today on the F spaced humbucker versus the standard humbucker in a mm-hmm. wide." slash fender spaced bridge uh i've purchased three humbuckers recently from some local winers here in washington ordered to be f spaced and were sent in in standard spacing we'll get into what f and standard is in a second sure i've purchased three humbuckers recently from some local winers here in washington i just said that that's right. He actually <laughs> wrote that. That was really weird because that can coincide with what I just did. I don't want to deal with the drama of returning them for what I ordered. I mean, who would? So I'll probably just eventually build guitars around them using traditional spaced bridges. No. I am still super curious to hear an expert weigh in on the spacing matter, if, if spacing matters much or not. If this was discussed on a past episode, I'm sure I will find it eventually. Thanks, Bob. Okay, so first we need to understand the difference between F-spaced versus standard spacing. I never heard. I didn't even know there was anything like that myself. So F-space is 53 millimeter or around 53. DiMarzio has their own, which is 52 but whatever, who cares about them? So 53. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, look, 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 Duncan, Gibson now and look at Gibson. this. <laughs> uh, we actually buy DiMarzio pickups for our artist models. Uh-huh. So it's, there's yeah, whatever. It's all in fun. Uh, it's all in good. It's all good. But uh, so the, the F space, that means that the pole pieces on both the slug and the screw side um, they're further away from each other, and the bobbins are a little longer to assist in being directly under the string in a situation where your strings are spread out a little further. And usually uh, Fender-type guitars like Stratocaster and and uh, even modern Gibsons are like that. 
So modern modern guitars have a wider pickup uh, space in the bridge, and Gibson we call it treble because that's what the uh, selector switch ring says: treble and rhythm. Mm-hmm. And uh, mine says yep and nope. There you go. And rhythm <laughs> is fifty millimeter, which is very very ever so close to forty nine point two. Forty nine point two millimeter is your vintage spacing. That's all your PA original PAFs, your T tops, and all the historical um, models today, like your first buckers, your fifty seven classics, a lot like your uh, Seth Lover, Seymour Duncan models, um, even uh, like your Demarzio PAF. So those are the three main. Uh, spacing that you see so the builders didn't want to send uh this guy a 53 you could still use them in the bridge it's just it's it's more of an eyesore if you're really looking for that if you're really looking and you really want that string to be over that screw uh directly and it's not it'll just bother you and you won't like it and you'll just want to change it anyway so um, if that's something that bothers you, um, just order an F space from somebody who actually fulfills their orders the right way. So, yeah. <laughs> no, see, I've used I've used F spaced um, uh, Seymour Duncan pickups in the bridge position on Gibsons, and they sure. uh, they actually work really well. I mean, because oh, yeah, yeah it, obviously, it, you know, the the closer you get to the bridge, the wider the strings are exactly. uh, spaced apart. By the time you get to yeah. the neck, they, they narrow it down. So to me, that, that works out really well. I did that just kind of out of necessity. I happen to have a, uh F-Space JB that a buddy of mine needed to put it into a Les Paul, and it just so happened it worked great. Yeah, that's that's the way they are now. That's just what people want to see aesthetically. Um, you know, maybe in some cases if you used a, some sort of sound wave computer program to make comparisons, you might be able to see – um, a visual difference on a, you know, on a waveform type program. But as far as audibly, if you're blindfolded and you guessed which is which, I'm willing to bet that you wouldn't be able to tell. Hmm. How much? Um, <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, no. I accidentally had that on a guitar way back and I couldn't figure. I was like, "Why aren't these? Aren't the strings supposed to be over?" I didn't know anything. I was younger, and yeah. I, it was off. You know, but yeah. I didn't know any better. So, I mean, I think it's most most important if you're putting a humbucker into a Fender style, a Strat, or whatever. Yeah, because in that case, the actual bridge spacing is much much wider than a than a Gibson is. Yeah. So in order, to- I, if it's extremely different and it's way off, then yeah, maybe, but. Towards the center of the pickup, mostly the the uh, magnetic flux field, it just it ex- it expands out. Mm. Yes, you know what I mean. So I mean your string yeah. your string oscillates anyway, so yeah. it's going to oscillate into the flux field no matter what. And then you have to put a flux capacitor on. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, well, that was a great question your- from uh, our pal Bob Crouch. Thank you for hey, sending that. Hey, Bob. <laughs> Hopefully, get yourself uh, an F space, Bob. Just you know, just find somebody it. who will build you one. Yeah. That's weird, man. Three different builders sent him a forty nine point two or a fifty millimeter. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Well, uh, Jared, I appreciate you answering that question. 
No problem. All right. Yeah, let's talk about what's going on in our music worlds this week. Tony's going to kick us off, and then we're going to find out what's going on with Drew. Okay. Well, Todd, this week, mm-hmm. uh, in addition to watching McCartney 321, yes. I, uh, I, uh, I'd been interested in checking out some of these slick guitars uh, that Guitar Fetish uh, puts out, and it's uh, the name brand for uh, Earl Slick endorsed models. Earl Slick is a crazy good guitar player. He's played with Bowie. He's played with Jesus. He's played with everybody. Played with Jesus. He played with Jesus. He's like, if you look at him, you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. Well, you know, Jesus was a carpenter. He probably yeah. built. He might. He, well, he might have built this guitar. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, the uh, uh, guitar fetish had a big clearance sale. And they had some clearance slick guitars on sale, and this one in particular is uh, it's a SL50. Didn't didn't Reverb put those out? Uh, somebody, I think Reverb was kind of like behind the like, hey, we got the slick models. I could be wrong, but I think you're wrong. I, I think you're wrong. I, uh, well, I remember when he came on that on Reverb, and yeah. they were demoing those. Yeah, guitars. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he did that because yeah. he probably gets a buck and a half or so for every one yeah. that, that gets pushed through. So, I mean, normal. Price on Guitar Fetish is about two hundred fifty bucks. Um, they had an extra thirty percent off clearance, and these were redu- this one was reduced already. So, out the door with shipping. I mean, I ended up getting it for about one hundred seventy five bucks. That's which great. Is is I, I just to be able to check it out because I've heard good things. I've heard some good things about the hardware, um, and uh, it arrived today. And I, I do like a lot of the features of the guitar. Let's go over what I like first. Yes. I like they have a wraparound bridge. This is a telebody guitar. Uh, so it's got a wraparound bridge on it uh, that is their own proprietary thing, apparently. It's, it is really cool. It's that un- bridge is awesome. Yeah, it's all unplated brass, which will really look cool in, in another year or two as it starts to age. Um, it's got standard tele uh, neck and bridge pickups, which actually sound pretty good. They're they're not terribly and expensive. Just really quick on that bridge, the the unique thing is that it is a it's, it's an, a it's single an, bridge, right? Stop tail, right? And tunematic, and it's 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 kind it's, of style. It's intonatable. It's intonatable, and it the, the actual on it. the saddles look like the uh, sliders in the on um, the Hammond organ. No, on the on Ooh. the um, the Chase Bliss uh, CXM. Oh, okay. And the the pre, the um, the the their their preamp model thing that you can do the memory set. And oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It yeah. looks just like them. Okay. Well, so, just so you have a visual out there. Yes. So that's what it it's looks really like. Really cool. Um, I, I like all the metal appointments. Uh, they used unfinished brass on everything, uh, even the tuning machines. Yeah, the those knobs, are really nice. They have unfinished on it. So it, 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 that part of it's really cool. It's an aged flat finish. The neck feels like it has no finish on it, but I think there's something on there. There's just a kiss. Just, a just, kiss. just, just a little kiss. Um, but it definitely needs some setup. Uh, fret work is not great. Uh, that's being kind. Um, and um, so the things I don't like is overall the The wh- headstock shape's really nice. Yeah, it's kind of cool. It's like a mix between a Telecaster and yeah. a Stratocaster. Yeah, looks like an old PVT-40 or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's kind maybe. of edging out there Look a little bit. Look at the edge of that, that yeah. the tip of that. That's, yeah. that's old school PV. Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, so the body is extremely heavy. I don't know Super what, what they use. The, uh, to me, it feels like northern ash, which is baseball bat material. Mm-hmm. Um, the neck, 
I don't know. I mean, it does have uh, an angle back on the head. It's stock. really skinny. It's it's okay. I mean, it plays okay. It, it was skinnier than I was expecting. But I don't like it. They, they put a scarf joint on it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just not a fan of scarf joints. So um, overall, I'm pretty happy. I mean, the price, I mean, it's it's a great guitar for $175, another, you know, 100 bucks or 200 bucks to get it set up and fret work done on it. I think you'd have a, a decent playing instrument. So, um, so I'm going to, I'm going to monkey around with it a little bit. Um, and you know, I even given some thought cause I like the componentry. I might actually just put a different neck on it and a different body and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> use the hardware on another tele stuff guitar. So, so what you you're go. saying is you paid $175 really like for hardware I, and some pickups. Yeah, pretty much. I oh, might okay. get rid of it and just keep the metal bits. <laughs> right. Well, I, I might just then. do that. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I might I'm, use the, uh, screws and the pick guard and that's it. There's no pick guard. Oh boy. There isn't a pick guard. No, it's, it looks, it's almost like, uh, like a Cabernita. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but without a pick guard. Yeah. So anyhow, that's 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 what I've been monkeying with here in the well today mostly. Not a fan of the Cabernet. Just saying. Yeah, that's your call. I, I know it is. I made it. Yeah. Okay, uh, Drew, how about yourself? Uh, well, it uh, started out as what I th- was hoping to be a pretty uh, exciting and productive week. Um, I'm kind of just getting back into um, working and building stuff. I had open heart surgery a few months ago, oh and my. My recovery has been pretty tough. Um, I built a I built a couple batches of pedals right before my surgery, so I'd have something to kind of sit sit on while while I was recovering. But so, um, kind of trying to get back into the groove of it and um, working on a new circuit. And then, to my surprise, I turned my amp on after working. It's been working perfectly. It sounded it's been sounding amazing. Um, all of a sudden, it doesn't work anymore. Uh, <laughs> just this ex- extremely uh, high volume static buzzing sound. So, uh, as you can imagine, that probably that put a pretty big damper on uh, my work plans for this week. So okay. now I'm trying to get that fixed. That's my music world right now. What model wow. is the amp? It's a 1965 Deluxe Reverb. Ooh. Okay. And it's all I got it um, some new caps, uh, power section and stuff, um, all uh, gone through about two years ago, mm. um, and all of a sudden like, it worked great, worked perfectly. Turned it on the next day and Get nothing. That. Okay. Get ha- that. Have you yeah. swapped any tubes yet? I have not. Okay. I actually. Um, kind of went into panic mode and, and called the one guy in town here that knows what he's doing with those things. And yeah, he's supposed to get it back to me tomorrow already. Oh, awesome. So, All right. Cool. Siri it out. Excellent. Yeah. Yep. It's, oh. I mean, chances are it's going to be a tube. So no big deal. Well, that's what I'm hoping, you know. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. So excellent. All right. Well, uh, wow. Um, I'm sure we'll hear a little bit more about the first thing you mentioned because that was kind of big and heavy. Um, when we when we st- when we start the official interview, this is not we're not official yet. Yes, I mean we'll get there. <laughs> uh, let's see, Rob. How about yourself? Is this where I get to read the thing? Yeah, read the thing. All right. So let me pull this up here. I got a. Uh, oh, is this the Would You Rather? Yep. Would you rather? Here we go. I'm taking Jared's stuff. <laughs> huh? 
Would you rather? <laughs> now, you so this is a uh, Instagram message I got from a, a listener of the Guitar Knobs podcast this week, and thought I'd share it because uh, we've kind of talked about the same subject. Um, it's from Sam Jett. And uh, it reads, I've been listening to the Guitar Knobs podcast for a while now, and I've really enjoyed the podcast you've been on. Regarding the va- vacuum tube shortage, any idea why they, there aren't, yeah, any idea why there aren't any tubes made in the USA? How difficult would it be to set up a facility business that made them here? What is involved in making a vacuum tube other than obviously creating a vacuum in a tube? Ha, question mark. (laughs) And finally, sorry for the litany of questions, but since you're a smart dude, thought you would know. Cheers, Sam Jett. Now here again, Rob, I think you need to get into the tube repair business. I I, I have sent an email off to uh, Bezos Uh to see if I can get on the next flight. There you go. (laughs) Excellent. I think think that's going to be the easiest way to create a vacuum. I think so. Rather than doing it in my bedroom. Just do it. You do a little spacewalk out there with your soldering iron. I got to be quick though. Yeah. Those flights only last like 12 minutes. (laughs) That's right. They're all electric. Yeah. But um, yeah. So anyway, so uh, I, 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 I've never done manufacturing of vacuum tubes. I really don't know how they're made beyond watching some YouTube videos of demonstrations at, um, I think JJ factory. There's some videos up of the JJ factory. Um, but, uh, I really want Tim Conway to be the foreman. So this is how we make the tubes. And, uh, you know, we put them in there and then a poof. And then, uh, you know, I don't know what, uh, happens there but uh <laughs> you could do a voiceover <laughs> yeah. you could do the american translation right exactly <laughs> oh, there you go um but yeah it's, so I, I answered sam back and and todd's brought this up you know why doesn't somebody like fender who is going through however many tubes a year why don't they you know start manufacturing for that yeah and or any I, other major amp manufacturer I can't think of anybody else that would do the numbers that would warrant it. Yeah, okay. I mean, maybe Marshall, but mm. I mean, Fender does way more numbers and amps than Marshall, I'm sure. But anyways, um, generally the consensus between you know myself and most other repair techs and people in the industry is that uh, although it seems like a huge industry to us, the vacuum tubes, you know, mm-hmm. us as guitar players, musicians, it is this minuscule, tiny, 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 tiny little electronic component. Um, product. Hmm. So, and that's why, you know, all the old big guys, Siemens and GE and Muller and everybody, that's why they all Jensen. quit. Yeah, it's, it's more Jensen. Do they make tubes? Mm-mm. I don't Didn't think they? so. No. <laughs> Thanks, I mean, Don't listen to me. By um, the way. But that's why they all quit making tubes is that the, you know, the production didn't make sense for the low production numbers they would have to do. And then as far as getting them made in the US or any developed EU country or UK, um, the, uh, 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 what's a word I'm looking for? OSHA, the uh, environmental standards oh, yeah. would be just ridiculous. You know, uh, hey, here's a weird thought. You know, uh, a lot of the Eastern countries, specifically like Poland, Russia, you know, others. Czechoslovakia, that's where others. JJs are still being made. Yeah. Well, they're also historically renowned for their glass, glass manufacturing. I mean, a lot of the world's great glass things yeah. come out of that area and you know go make some tubes guys 
Well, but, but they are. <laughs> That's who's making our. But besides our, them, though, well, we yeah. used to have. Yeah. There's a lot of other places. Tube radios, tube ham, ham radios, tube everything back in the day. Yeah, tube I, razor. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I may, you know. But then again, as those other, as Asia and Russia and those countries continue to develop, maybe it will get to the point they will actually give a crap about the environment, change their environmental standards, mm. make it more costly. So then, you know, things may change. It may shift. I don't know. I, I don't see that being a real viable option in the near future. I, th I think that that's the repair. Pyrex, it's Gorilla repair. Glass. Tube, tube repair. Come on. You, you're here. missing it. Pyrex. <laughs> you know, yeah, they, they, make, they make nice things to cook in, you know? Toledo. 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 Ohio has a big glass industry. Yeah, Oneida. Yeah. All the glass. Yeah, corn. But, but yeah. the, the glass, making the glass isn't the toxic part. It's the stuff inside. What uh, is inside? Tell us, Rob. I have no Nothing. idea. I, I, I don't know what. The, out. No, I don't know what the chemicals are that that is the getter, the the silver on the glass. What the chemical that is? Uh, I know that, like for me, I go through enough tubes. Some small repair shops just throw them in the garbage. Um, you're not supposed to. They're right. That's like they're throwing, considered hazardous waste. That's like throwing fluorescent tubes in the yeah, garbage. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very similar. Yeah. Yeah. So except shorter. Yep. And, yeah. <laughs> and where does it go? It goes in the air, and then you breathe it. So when you're a kid, and you're like, yeah, smash these things. And you just smash, and you go, <laughs> and you're sucking up the, the all mercury. the argon. Is it mercury? Argon? That's why yeah, we're all dying. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Anyways, Jared, how about yourself? I'm not in the mood anymore. <laughs> Jeez. Does that bum you out a little? Yeah. So, uh, no, I had a... I actually had a super action-packed guitar week. It was, it's been the most action-packed guitar week I've had since I moved down here. That's the most mm, times um, you've said action-packed. Did you have barbecue? Action-packed, action baby. Um, barbecue. I probably did have some barbecue in some sort of capacity. <laughs> okay. I, I ordered a barbecue chicken pizza two days ago. That doesn't count. That's not that's, barbecue. That's not barbecue. Jet's pizza. <laughs> yeah. No, I did barbecue have barbecue pizza. at some point. Didn't I just you go to Martin's? Yeah, yes, we did. We did. So I'll start this out with, with Nam week. Uh, Nam was only two days. There were a very small amount of uh, people setting up. Uh, who set up? You had, you know, you had Reverend um, Taylor was there. They had, it was funny because there was barely anybody on the floor. And then Taylor had that upper room deck thing yeah. that they do but it's like if you go up there it's and you look down on the floor it's like there was just <laughs> nobody there so it's like mean, about it, a third capacity a half capacity two-thirds maybe capacity? i would say like a no like not quarter maybe capacity a, a quarter yeah wow. it this, was this ugh. sounds like my dream nam <laughs> Actually, what, was was the guy with the rainbow harp guitar? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Uh, um, that's a bummer. There's a few things I want to hit on. So Chase was there. Chase Gullet, uh, Gullet Guitars. He came up, and his helper uh, Ben Fisher stayed at my house. This kid's got big, giant red. He's a skinny little kid. Um, and I shouldn't say kid. He just graduated high school. He's 18, going to college. Yeah, he's a skinny young man, and he his red hair is enormous. It's like Ronald McDonald, you know. <laughs> and then he what? wears a hat. <laughs> I mean, no, I, it's I'm, I'm very familiar like with him. I swear to God, I've you've seen Ben, right? Times. 
Oh yeah, I've met Ben several times. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, it's I do. Huge. I don't know that I would have said that, but yes, I know what you're Nicest saying. Nicest young man. I mean, great, well mannered. He he called Chase Mister Gullet, and I had fun with that. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, I was like, did you just call him Mister Gullet? <laughs> and Chase was like way in the back room getting ready or whatever, and he's like, Yeah, man, I like it. Don't. <laughs> Just keep calling me that. It was pretty funny. <laughs> That's funny. Um, no, those guys were great. I'm so glad they stayed at the house and glad I helped them out. Chase had this old, like old school Chevy conversion van type thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, the AC didn't even work. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, but it was. Oh, it you was, got the engine right there at your knees. I oh, know. That's it was diesel. <laughs> diesel Jeez. engine too. Jeez. I mean, I'm, I'm like only you, Chase. And uh, but hey, it got good gas mileage, and he does know it, that it gets warmer and more humid the further oh, south you go. Man, oh I feel, my god! He said he he had a Brandon Wound shirt on, and by the time he got down here, he had to take it off and take a shower. And he's a so. hairy beast, man. He Chase, is. Chase is a hairy dude. <laughs> he didn't have any. He, his beard is gone, but yeah, um, yeah, he's super. So yeah, I had a great time. They were there a little later this after Nam. It was yesterday. I had my no, it was Friday. I'm gonna back up to Friday, and the last day in Nam. Uh, I was at the Gibson Garage, and and uh, finally my boss uh, Matt he showed me the vault in the Gibson Garage, mm-hmm. and it's where you take your your um. You have a key card, and you hold it under a book, and then this trap door opens, or it's just a big door with books, you know, you know, a bookshelf door, and then it, it's got this really cool chandelier in there, and it's got these old rare guitars like a Burst, uh, a real V. It's got a '61 SG Les Paul, uh, a '61 SG Les Paul Custom. Um, all sorts of just dream guitars, original guitars. So I got to hold that V. And then another collector fella came up from, I believe he's in, I don't remember what state, who cares, from down south. He brought um, he, he brought a another original 50s V. Oh. And he brought Paul one of Paul Kossoff's bursts as well, too. So I got to play that. Wow, that's cool. And I got to play two original late fifties V's within five minutes of each other. Like wow. who's, who says that? And then yesterday, <laughs> I'm walking. Right? Who cares? And and your points. <laughs> what else? You yeah. <laughs> well, that's Joe. So what? Uh, and then I was walking in the. Uh, I was walking real proud, and like I had a, my awesome '62. Ebony block that I've spoke about many times, and I'm walking in the in the uh, HQ, the corporate office there, and I walk by Cesar's office, and he's like, "Oh, what you got there?" I'm like, "Oh, eh, check this out, man! It's my '62, and it's awesome." And and he liked it, you know. And then he's like, and then he asked me, "Have you ever seen three bursts in one room?" And I'm like, "No." He's like, "Come on in." <laughs> and wow. he had three three original 59 bursts that he got out and let me look at. <laughs> they were extremely clean. And it just and, and my SG it just looked like a a harmony, you know, it just looked like a, a whatever guitar at that point. So I mean, what you're was, saying is don't try to one up the boss at work, huh? Never. <laughs> yeah. Uh no, Cesar is a really fun dude. Um he's got 
he's just got a, a very impressive collection and he really cares about vintage stuff and and uh i'm a i really i really you know uh have this share the same thoughts as he does as far as vintage and all that kind of mm-hmm. thing and the direction of gibson and all that kind of thing so that makes me feel good about my job good uh, anyway and that's about it. Okay. All right, that's a, that's quite a week, uh, man. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that was a huge, huge, uh, really cool. I don't think it can get any better than that. I mean, honestly, Paul wait till you hear what Todd has to say. Oh no, we don't have time for Todd now. Oh, sorry, Todd. Yeah. We'll have to skip we'll you next time. week. Save so, it for next week. Go ahead and follow that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay um actually I, I will be able to follow that um and so awesome. this week i actually spent a way more time than i thought i was going to have to spend on it um but it it, it was one of those things where when you put in the work you're like wow this is this is a lot of work but think about what it's for and i ended up packaging 19 packages for mm. patrons for our giveaway for new ex- new uh, new executive producers, new poobahs, and some people that have uh, contributed in other ways to the show, and um, you know it's it's a lot. I am not a, a Amazon, <laughs> and so and, and it really makes you think. It's like everybody's like, well, only if I get free shipping. It's like I I don't even want to say what the shipping bill was for all of this mm. stuff. Um, but it's not free, that's for sure. But you know, we don't we don't pass that on to anybody, of course. Um, and it was, uh, you know, it's it's hand uh, calculating and coordinating all of the swaggy stuff and the notes and the addresses and the packing and everything. It's like that took. Hours. Don't let him. Hours you. and hours. His kids are doing it. No, yeah. it's all me. Just the kids did it all. He's no, standing behind him, cracking a whip. Yeah. No, they're in San Francisco. I had to do that all by my lonesome. Oh. Yeah, it does take a long time too. It like if I'm sending out five or six packages to different places. Yeah. You well, know, it takes me all morning to get it ready. Yeah, and these are you know these are all different size shirts and sweatshirts and and you know. You've got 25 stickers and all the extra bits that go into, you know, anyhow. Uh, But we did give away a lot of awesome stuff for to our patrons on in honor of our fifth anniversary. And I'm really happy to be able to announce that over uh, Instagram. And um, but that's what I did. I've spent a lot of time doing that, and I'm grateful to to have been able to do that. So thank you all to our. Uh, great supporters. With that, Jared, give me a little bit of that. Please? (laughs) (laughs) One, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. You're still laughing about the please. (laughs) That's the last one. Okay. Rob. Yes. How many pedals do you have on your pedal board? Can you give us a rough estimate? Ten. Ten pedals. Ten pedals. That is, do the math on that, Tony. That's 20 patch cables. Is that 20 patch cables? 
I don't know. Le- well, no, in minus two. <laughs> minus so that's two. Eighteen. That's eighteen. That's eighteen. Thanks patch for playing, cables. Tony. <laughs> Damn, Jared. Do you have a suggestion on what he might be able to use to adequately uh, put all of this together on his board? Absolutely, and to fit it anywhere on the pedal, you can have the pedal super close. Get some tour gear design patch cables. That's right. You can get them at tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs. Or you know what? When you get them in your basket and you're getting ready to hit the purchase, put in the code. I believe that'll work too. Uh, the guitar knobs, and you're going to get a good idea too. Ten percent off your 10, entire yeah. order. Buy a bunch for your buddies and put them in their stockings on Christmas Eve night. Yeah, yes. Yeah, for Christmas in thinking July. Ahead. Why right, not? Right. Yeah, <laughs> or or just a nice. Hey, I'm thinking about you. I you know note. Yeah, you do that. I thought you could like one of these. Yeah. Uh, what is it? I don't so play guitar. These patch cables are <laughs> outstanding. They are extremely low profile at the input. They are extremely small diameter at the input, which and makes they're it flat. And they're flat. They right. fit, man. They just fit. They fit so well. So go to tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs. Or just use the guitar knobs code at your uh, purchase. And you're going to save 10%. So thank you so much to Tour Gear for sponsoring our four on the floor. Drew. Yes, sir. Are you ready to give us your four on the floor? I am ready. We can't wait. Go for it. All right. Um, so I, I changed this around many times and thought about it a lot. And I realized that it's going to probably be different next week than it is now. So we'll just <laughs> go with my current uh, choices, I suppose. Um, the first pedal that I have just been absolutely in love with lately is the Death by Audio Total Sonic Annihilation 2. Ooh. Mm. Best pedal name um, ever. Yeah. Played one of those. Great, the great pedal name. name. Great pedal. Um, yeah. Great name. Um, a lot of uh, surprising amount of functionality with this thing. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with it, but it's um, basically a feedback looper pedal. Mm-hmm. So, well, first of all, you can just run straight in and out of it. It's got a boost with a ton of gain on it, and it's an awesome awesome distortion fuzz pedal just on its own it's got a feedback knob you turn that up and you get crazy types of uh, oscillation and uh it's just a ton of fun well and then there's there's also a send and return on it so you can run basically send the signal out to one of your other pedals or multiple pedals in a chain your whole pedal board if you want to and you will feed the signal through whatever pedal you choose and it comes back into there and it goes back again and back again and back again and you can control with the feedback knob you control the amount of signal that's getting sent back out into wherever you want to put it you know it's kind of a trip is you could actually plug it if you had something on that was kind of wacky or whatever like on a ditto um you could run that into it and so outside of the actual uh guitar signal you could have something recording through that sending it back in the loop yeah Mm -hmm. i believe so i've never tried it that way 
But that sounds like a lot of fun. Whoa. Just figured something out. Sounds like you need With a bunch of tour gear brain. design patch cables. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool. you would, for sure. What's number two? Number two is um, my current favorite delay pedal. Um, it is the Dan Electro Backtalk Reverse Delay. Hmm. Um, it's uh, honestly, when I first got it, I thought it was going to be kind of this one trick pony type of super psychedelic, you know, Beatles backwards guitar type of thing, mm-hmm. uh, which it does do very, that quite well. Um, but if you dial things back a bit, it, it just, and I like to stick, stick it back in the mix quite a bit. It just can give you these really great textures behind what you're playing, um, that aren't distracting. And, uh, I've just kind of fallen in love with that pedal. It's, it's awesome. Is that one of the, the, the bigger metal box ones? This is the reissue one. Okay. So it's kind of the, um, it's like a 125 size okay. uh, enclosure and, uh, you know, very pedal board friendly yeah. jacks on the top and such. Okay. Yeah. I, it, when Tony brought that up, I remember these, yeah, the, the old vintage ones. And those are actually pretty cool. They, they did a certain thing that was Yeah. They unique. had like a sitar pedal. And right, they, and, right, right. And they had the cool cat and the, yeah, the, yeah the whole series. Yeah. Yeah. And then they had the plastic ones that just broke all the time. Yeah. Like the tuna Holy, sandwich or. Yeah. Yeah. The sandwich yeah. series. Yeah. And and to yeah. think so those old Dan Electric pedals I was manager at Music Store at this time we would buy those for like forty bucks each or you know in quantity <laughs> thirty bucks each right Reverb Backtalk they have one listed right now for four hundred dollars and <laughs> one for two eighty eight yeah we, we it's could crazy. at that time we could barely give them away yeah wow why didn't I buy, buy cases of those things yeah. yeah people want people want the old ones they Holy say they sound better crap. and I don't I don't know I've never had two of them next to each other. Rob, come down you to know. my shop. We'll set the Wayback Machine for okay. about 19, we got to get on this. 5, yeah. 90, maybe 90. <laughs> yeah, about yeah, mid-90s. You know the Wayback Machine is actually his dirty old toilet in the back of the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's what he calls it when he's, when he's spraying uh, yeah. lacquered guards all day in there. Wayback, He thinks he's in time travel. It's just a lacquer, yeah. you know? It's a one-way door. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, so we, we, we uh, disrupted your fourth floor. Sorry. No, <laughs> that's fine. Number three. Number three is the Electro Harmonics Memory Man. Now, the one I have is like the, I believe it's the first one they made. It's not a deluxe Memory Man. It's just called the Memory Man Solid State Echo Analog Delay Line. Wow. Cool. It's uh, got three knobs, you know, your typical uh, feedback and decay and mix knobs. Uh, It's got a little switch that'll give it a little bit of a boost because it is pretty quiet. It's pretty noisy. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not, you know, um, like a clean sounding delay, you know, like a, uh, even, even like a carbon copy or something like that. It sounds old. It sounds kind of dirty, but it's got a lot of character and it's got a great vibe to it. Sounds like me. Yeah, (laughs) kind of dirty. The old part, (laughs) kind of dirty. dirty. A lot of character. Yeah. So yeah, that's fun. And you know, these delay pedals are great with that total sonic annihilation. Oh man! Because running running it back through the a delay back through the delay is uh, 
pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Very cool. Uh, that's four. No. Nope. One more. One more. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. by that, I mean this. Do you this know how four. this goes? <laughs> All right. So number four is another death by audio pedal. Uh, it's the Rooms um, Reverberation Machine, I believe is the full name of it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, They're just insanely crazy reverb pedal stereo it's stereo in and out um it's got six different modes on it um you can have it basically sound like just a nice big room or you can make it sound like you're flying through space you know this thing it's just it's got so many different sounds super long reverb times if you want them um one of the cool things about it is it has an uh, alt switch. So you can have your settings, say you have your settings kind of a smaller reverb time, a uh, smaller room type, and uh, you can turn the turn the alt switch foot on and it's gonna be like the same setting for the type of uh, reverb, but you can change the uh, frequency and the decay and the the room the time on it so you can go just quickly with one one switch go from something pretty mellow to like just uh, totally out there gnarly man and i really like that because i'm not a big like uh making pre you know build 10 presets on a pedal for for later or whatever yeah this is cool because you can just have one sound and then you can just kind of amp that sound up really quickly and easily mm-hmm. to go to that other the other uh signal excellent well death by audio makes some crazy crazy stuff props to whoever does their names yeah no the rooms that's a perfect name for it a is reverb it yeah. is well thank you so much for doing that and thank you again to uh tour gear designs for um sponsoring our four on the floor like to hear those all right, Drew Zychek, weird nice. noise. We're going to interview you now. All righty. <laughs> Commence interview. Like, N- nice job me. on my last name, too. That, that was impressive. Well, you did spell it out for me, so. It's horrible. You know, I, I, ever since I was a kid, nobody gets it right, you know? Uh, what, now, what is that uh, origin? Is that? That's it's not- Czechoslovakian. Hey, me too. That's oh, yeah? What, that's what my name is. Yeah, Novak. I've never been there or anything, but spelled Novak. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's pronounced Sade, but anyway, <laughs> uh, that's an old. Oh, Czechoslovakia is a beautiful place. Yeah, the Czech Republic now, as it's called. Yes, I've been to Prague. I think I've only been to Prague. Yeah, Prague. Yeah, that's great. Someday, someday when world travel is a uh, normal thing again, yeah, maybe love you know? to love to go there. Uh, okay, so. We need to find out all about you now. This is this is the you show, okay? And in case anybody missed it at the beginning, uh, where can they go again really quickly? Um, most of the action is on uh, Instagram at uh, Weird Noise Pedals, and the uh, we also have a website which is weirdnoisepedals.com, which has some you know information about the pedals and um, shops a shop to buy the few pedals we have right now. But you really just go by weird noise, right? Correct. 
Cool. Um, all right. Now, when we discussed uh, this episode at the airport, um, you know, I said, hey, we, we can talk about it, you know, most of anything you want. We typically like to get the backstory because it allows people sure. to kind of find out, you know, who you are and where you're coming from and why they might want to connect with you. So um, why don't you uh, why don't you start wherever you're comfortable and just kind of tell us how you got into um, music in the first place and how that might have led you to building yeah um growing up i just was always exposed to music um my dad was huge beatles fan stones fan kind of that you know typical kind of uh rock and roll from from the 60s um and i it just never really stopped for me you know i just kept getting kind of deeper and deeper into music and um for some reason, I started playing the trombone after all that. Um, that didn't <laughs> well, work naturally. out very well. But um, uh, didn't start playing guitar till I was in high school. And then it just kind of, you know, never really stopped from there. I've, ha- I've definitely got had times when I get burnt out and have to take breaks and stuff. But, you know, I've been playing guitar for, you know, 27 years or something like that and on and off. And, um when I was back in the eighties, when I was pretty young, I was, you know, maybe, maybe six or so. Um, my dad did a, uh, uh, correspondence class in, uh, VCR repair. And so I used to watch him with his soldering iron and working on stuff. And I always thought that, uh, it was just really cool how, how all these tiny little components just made things happen. Um, I thought it was just kind of this mysterious thing. Um, and honestly, I still kind of do, I don't really get all of it, you know, but, um, that kind of, that kind of turned me on to just like electronics. And, but I never really got into it until, until maybe 2004, something like that. I started playing in bands and, trying to fix stuff for people. Um, I, I think the first time I ever soldered was I, I had to change out the, uh, the, uh, some wiring in a telly that I had and botched it pretty bad and got it fixed. <laughs> got it fixed eventually, you know, but, um, I built, I built a couple pedal kits, um, around that time and just kind of uh, followed the instructions, put this there, put that there. Didn't really understand what anything met, uh, meant or didn't understand how to read uh, schematics. Just kind of put the, put the stuff together and hoped it worked. Most of the time it did, which was awesome. Um, a yeah, few it's a pretty didn't. great feeling when you, when you oh. do that and then you're just like crossing your fingers and then sound happens it's, it's yeah it's, great. It's, a, it's great and then the ones that don't work i didn't know how to even even uh you know trouble uh troubleshoot any of these things mm-hmm. so if it didn't work i was just like well that one doesn't work move yep. on to the next one and that just never really figured anything out yeah um after that i started working in recording studios um mostly in the san francisco bay area and kind of just ran out of time to do any kind of learning about uh, electronics. I would fix things at 
at the uh, studios, things that were kind of easy to fix, you know, like broken cables and microphones that, you know, loose wires or, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, for a while, I just wasn't really doing anything with pedals until about a year ago. Um, I lost my job because of COVID. What were you and doing? What was I doing? I was driving a concrete mixer at that time. Wow. Mm. Um, so, um, lost my job doing that and kind of just decided, uh, and actually a lot of it was from listening to your guys's podcast and listening to other builders who just kind of, you know, I heard a lot of them saying, well, I just kind of started doing it. I didn't really know what I was doing and I just wanted to try it out. And now, you know, now we're building all these pedals or whatever. So it was, it was really inspiring to me to hear other people doing that. And I kind of realized, well, why can't I do that? That's awesome. So I just kind of started um, looking at schematics, like actually looking at them to see what was going on. Um, it, just, just out of curiosity while we're on that topic, it was is there anybody, um, whether it was then or... or you know, before then or, or now or whatever, but, uh, were there, were there any uh, builders in particular that inspired you more or what you were more intrigued by? Um, well, uh, I, and I don't know his name, but the guy that runs farm pedals. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I remember listening to his, um, podcast with you guys and he, he was talking about how he's a farmer, but then in the winter he builds pedals. And I just thought to myself, that's really cool. Like why it doesn't have to be an all or nothing type of thing. You can just do it when you can do it. And so, and that's how I started. I just was uh, trying to do it when I wasn't at work, when I had a job at the time. Um, And then once COVID hit, it was just, I had nothing else to do, you know? Um, I also used to look at people like, um, Alec from Mask, I used to look yeah. at his layouts because I just thought his PCBs and his designs looked so great. And I didn't know how to do any of that kind of stuff at the time. Um, but I really wanted he to was learn. just starting out at that point. Yeah. And I, I really just wanted to learn like how to, how to build these pedals in a way that wasn't a headache and um a way that i could build you know 10 at a time or whatever as opposed you know i was i I was building on on vero board which is great i love building on vero board but it takes a long time you know um so i i just figured out how to read schematics i just just real quick in case anybody's um, trying to follow along there so um farm pedals that's jeff hancock um he was a great guest and uh, it is very interesting because he is a farmer and that's basically what he does. And then he also does the pedals, which is just two things you don't necessarily put together. But that's episode number 73 in case anybody is wanting to try to track that down. And then Alec Breslow of, uh, of Mask, is, uh, he's uh, one, 148. So in, in case you guys are you know taking notes or whatever, you can go and listen to those and see and listen to the, uh, the two of the builders that uh, inspired our friend Drew here. 
Yeah, those guys were great just kind of the way that, you know, I'd, I don't know much about um, farm pedals except for that I thought it was really cool that he was a farmer, mm-hmm. but he just built pedals, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said with Alec, he, his designs were great, and I, I really wanted to learn how to have the inside of my pedals look nice mm-hmm. like his 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 do you know and it turns out alec has his finger in a lot of different pies he's mm-hmm. he does pcb design for a lot of different companies out there yeah because he's just really good at it yeah you know? he he just got on the thing and just went just went crazy yeah yeah so um so did you ultimately learn how to i know you mentioned before it's like i i put the thing where the thing says to go you know right. um and I think that that is a, a really big struggle with a lot of people that like to DIY, that they, they enjoy the building part. They enjoy the I made something part, um, but not really knowing how the components work is is a real drawback. Uh, it's a barrier to entry to to actually make pedals for a lot of people. But then even if they, you do get into it, it it's something that is highly frustrating and a bit demoralizing, especially if it's not working. You're like, well, why am I doing this? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's hard to, you know, it took me a long time to just figure out like, what, what does a capacitor do in, in a circuit or what does a resistor do in a circuit? Mm-hmm. You know, they say put these, you need these capacitors here and these resistors here and that's all fine and everything. But why? You know, yeah, that's what I exactly. really struggled to figure out. And and I'm still trying to figure it out. But I, I have, you know, I'm getting more of a grasp on on circuit design and, and putting things together that actually will work mm-hmm. without trying to copy something else. Mm-hmm. And uh, two sources that we've, I mean, I know there's a load of sources out there, but two that we've brought up on the podcast before, Wampler's book is, you know, sort of like the one of the OG uh, books out there. I know there's a couple others that predate that. Um, but then also one thing, one guy that I love watching on the internet, bigclive.com. I've heard you talk about him, but He's, I've never seen him. He also does the thing that says, um, I think it's, uh, will it carbonate or will it fizz? And, and he's this <laughs> giant Scottish guy with this fantastic accent and he, basically puts alcohol into a soda soda uh, stream <laughs> and it's like and then and then he also like d- uh, distills things that already been distilled it's just wild and but he he has one specific episode that that he very clearly at a primary level which is what i needed at the time explains what each of the major major components are he's an electrical uh, you know, wizard outside of the crazy stuff that he does on YouTube, but he's fun to watch. Go, go check that out. Big Clive. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that was hard for me to find when I was trying to figure stuff out. I know there's a lot out there, but it, you know, a lot of, a lot of places kind of skip over. Yeah. And, and a lot isn't always good, you know, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it can be paralyzing. It was like, well, I don't, what do I, how much time do I spend trying to find the thing that's going to speak to me. Right. Right. 
Um, so I, I ended up just kind of teaching myself how to, how to design PCBs after doing a few Vero boards. Um, and I kind of got lucky and they, they just kind of worked for They worked. I figured out how to make them fit inside of enclosures and, you know, built a few pedals and, um, and I started just kind of building them for myself and wanting to do it an easy way and, but maybe build like five to give to a friend or something like that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it just kind of, since I had no job, I just kind of had more time and it just kind of kept, I just kind of kept wanting to keep going and we kind of just ended up building pedals and trying to, you know, trying yeah. to make it work. So you have two right now. You, you really did. Uh, Rob mentioned it. Rob, you want to kind of share what you were saying? About oh yeah. Just focus. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can appreciate right away how you, how can I kind of put this? Yeah. Focus. You, you, you didn't try to create six wildly different pedals. You said, okay, well, what am I going to start with and, and branch out from there? Um, right. and actually, and we've got the pedal sitting right in front of me. And, and by the way, side note, I, I appreciate how most people, when they start making anything, the first, you know, releases are kind of primitive, not quite, you know, I's dotted, T's crossed. I mean, you've, you've done a lot of detail here and, and like, I'm looking at the, at the, what the fuzz and the way you've laid out the artwork purposefully around the led and the, and the fuzz control and. You know, so you've done a lot of detail. You've really thought it out and, and not just rushed out pedals, but said, okay, let's do this one. And then what's the next, you know? Well, and, yeah. and the light too. Yeah. Yeah. That's and we, we did want to just, we didn't want to just put things out uh, with stickers on them or right. anything like that. And nothing against people that that's what they do. Cause that's a cool thing too. But cherish those, um, uh, cherish those compliments from Rob, by the way. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I think Jared's being snarky here, isn't he? Well, not, not really. I mean, it's it's not very often Rob yeah, just really compliments the heck out of it. it exactly, because Rob, I mean, you know what you like. You know, well, you're a very... You're, you're very... I don't know. What's, what's well, a good word? Hard-nosed about gear? You know what's good and what's not gear? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll take that. <laughs> and I respect it. I respect your pref gear preference and the way you go about it. Well, and yeah. there's a thing, and I actually haven't even played these yet. I'm just talking just from the the aesthetic and the fit and finish of them, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can't take full credit for that because my wife is, she does the um, ah. graphics. She's been doing all the graphics. See, now that makes sense that, I mean, not like guys couldn't come up with this level of detail, but let's be honest, we <laughs> yeah. don't have the attention span. <laughs> yeah, well, she was the one. That especially she, Todd. Yeah, especially Todd. <laughs> we did the designs and, and she was adamant about trying to make it make it work so it will have That's some cool. kind of glow in she the dark or uh you know black job, light man. reactive smart so, girl yeah. smart girl well done. I, I, yeah, I like the uh, i like the uh the black light that you included with the very cool with that well, yeah you know you gotta have you gotta have that in there That's yeah. cool. You know? now tony and i have both spent time with him rob yes. rob just got him tonight because i just got back from san francisco and wasn't able to get him to him in time but um <laughs> he's taking him with him tonight to to try him out um Cool. And, you know, Tony, 
you, you, just since we're just talking about the pedals real yeah. quick, we'll, we'll get back to Drew's story here in a little bit. But why don't you tell us a little bit what what you thought? Let me let me take another look at it. It's been a little while. So. Hey, hey, Drew, which one uh, was first? Uh, the what the fuzz was the first one. Okay, and that's the three knob. That's the three knob one, and that one is basically was just I just designed that as a pedal that I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I wanted to make something versatile where I could have a fuzz pedal and a nice sounding overdrive. That was kind of my goal with that. Right. Yeah, and that's um, that's been, well, that was kind of my experience. I think with both of well, the the the, the one button fuzz, maybe not so much the three. Uh, knob fuzz or the what knob, the fuzz the what the fuzz um great name i i <laughs> I, I found it i'm not I'll, I'll preface this with saying that i'm not a big fan of the fuzz um but in with with when you tame this one down the what the fuzz especially sounds like a really great overdrive pedal yeah it really does that's something that i brought up on the uh one minute wonder that i did with these where i mentioned uh, i think it had a really responsive pick attack which you know I, in that yeah. I, i'm just picking straight and it doesn't even sound like i'm hooked up to a fuzz at all and then i hit a power cord with full velocity and it's like holy crap yeah and just started roaring cool. it, it yeah it was very responsive uh yeah i i'm i'm happy i'm really happy with the way it turned out like that where it's um there's a lot of dynamics in in the, the circuit and the sound of what you can get, you know. Mm -hmm. And then that led to what? How, how did you go from that to the next pedal here? The, yeah, the, got it. the fuzz it is just uh, one knob fuzz. Um, pretty straightforward. It's uh, with the, when the toggle switch is turned to the right. It's just. Uh, kind of a vintagey sounding um germanium you know, nice and warm kind of fuzz um still it's still pretty gnarly though um yeah. there's there's a lot a, a lot of fuzz going that, on that, that one's thing. that one's a maybe a more straightforward yeah i would call that yeah. a, a, a fuzz true in fuzz your, pedal down your throat. yeah that's a that's pretty much just like a fuzz pedal you know yeah. like if, if you want to overdrive that thing's not gonna do it do it for you for yeah. sure yeah. Um, and then when you switch it over, switch the toggle over to the right side, it just kind of, it, that germanium circuit cascades into a silicone fuzz circuit and it just you, gets pretty wild. And um, that's what I wanted. I wanted just something that was just a, kind of wild. You know, maybe it doesn't appeal to everybody out there. Yeah, but, yeah. I think if I were, were going to do a, a pedal like that, I, I might do it switchable between germanium and silicon, maybe instead of uh, cascading it. I don't know. It's, sure. But but yeah, you're right. When you flip that switch, yeah. right. it goes. But also think about his four on the floor. His four on the floor was well, full of okay, like you yes, know. Yeah. He didn't. He didn't say a, yes. Those a are, clone and a. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're right. Well, and, and and let me chime in there. And, and for the the one knob guy, I I I like the idea of being cascading. That way, it's it's not just like a slightly different flavor of the same setting. It's more right. like okay, this is a one knob fuzz, but you can go crazy with it. You know, I don't. Yeah. So I think you're wrong, Tony. So that's cool. Yeah, okay, I've been wrong. <laughs> I've been wrong once. You know, so yeah. Hey, hey, real quick, Drew, going back to the what the fuzz. Um, yeah. WTF? The knobs. I I yeah. think T means tone. F means fuzz. 
what's the W? Volume. It's just kind of like what? Like what? You know, turn it up. Oh. Or level. Oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I didn't want to have it called what the fuzz and then have it set, have a VTW. No, 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 no. That's, that's cool. I just, yeah, I was, yeah. Well, actually, I, I guess out. it would be very much in, in uh, heritage wise. W is pronounced V in a lot of... Uh, or V is pronounced W. Right. Like like Chekhov on Star Trek. Right. <laughs> so, I, yeah. So, like what I just said, said different. <laughs> <laughs> the volume. Oh, yeah, the good. volume. Uh, anyways. Uh, <laughs> wow, I don't know what just happened. <laughs> okay, so anyways, back to your story. I think we've covered that, you know, those those are your pedals. They're, you're, yeah. they're doing really well. You're getting a lot of them out there. Um, well, let's go. We were talking a little bit on his pedal board. How about what? What is your uh, your music background and type of music that you like? Guitars, yeah, all the fun stuff. Um, so lately, I've just kind of been into heavy psych type of music. Mm. Um, I've never been like uh, I've never really chased tone. You know, I've never tried to really sound like this or that. I just I just kind of like to make noise. Okay. Um, I, you know, it's been any, years. Any since bands I, that might fall under the uh, uh, heavy psych? Yes, for those kind of saying that, that, that no idea yeah, what that means. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, a couple of my favorite bands right now are um, Place to Bury Strangers, hmm. um, <laughs> which is actually actually that's uh, what that's what they call Rob's house out <laughs> on his block. <laughs> that's that's actually uh, Oliver from um death by audio yeah that's his that's actually his band yeah oh well there we go that, that's, uh, that's why if I like you want to see someone literally this beat guy, the living crap yeah out yeah. of out of a guitar <laughs> this um, guy oliver comes up with the best names oh ever, yeah man. <laughs> um i'm a i'm a big fan of the black angels oh yeah um, I, I like the black angels quite a bit too yeah i've been kind of getting into uh this band from the 70s called uh witch they're from Zambia. Mm. It's like this cool, cool uh, psychedelic type of poppy, kind of maybe kind of poppy, maybe kind of heavy yeah. stuff. Um, that's really fun. Um, band called Acid Dad. That's really I've been really getting into. Just you know, I'm I've kind of. You might like Uncle Acid too, actually. If you haven't uh, heard of that, I do like Uncle Acid. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Um, Tony, would yeah. you like to chime in here? I like. I don't know about you guys. I've been listening to a lot of Gordon Lightfoot lately. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely the opposite end of the spectrum. That's what I was looking for from Tony. Especially the Watchmen. I love that song. It's in my head all the time, and I enjoy it. Okay, there you go. All right, that's a great transition. Thanks, Drew. So bums about. I love it. Uh, All right, Drew. So we're taking a quick left out of there. Um, Back to your. No, uh, we didn't talk about guitars. Well, I I know we're going to talk about guitars, but just really quickly while we're on these pedals, what I and I'm going to get back to Drew. I promise. But Mm -hmm. I, I wanted to set this up by saying these your pedal sounds great on its own. I found that putting it in front of. Uh, one or two of the, my other pedals that I was playing with, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this it it is a great pre-pedal." I, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. It's it's fun to put it in front of. I, I'd like to put it in front of just about anything, even yeah. if it's just an overdrive. You yeah, know? 
Yeah. I was actually running that into into our Fez, and oh, yeah. oh my goodness, that sounded good. Awesome. Yeah, that Fez Fez seems like a really cool pedal. Thank you. Um, well, we uh, let's see. With that, I wanted to find out what you are. What you know? What I know. You said what is your four on the floor? Are you? Do you like to pair these up with anything in particular? I know you just said that uh, you like to put it in front of just about anything. But do you have a favorite that you like to put it in front of or behind? Um, I have been very into reverb before fuzz lately. Interesting. Um, I and honestly, I. Right now, to me, it, it doesn't matter what fuzz and what reverb. I If I put them in f- the reverb in front, I just can play three chords for 45 minutes and not even care. Wow. I got to try that. I have not tried that. Tony, have you I tried that? so much fun with that. that. Tony's not tried it. Rob, have you tried it? Nope. Nope. We're, we're all going to try that. I, 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 bet you, I bet you 41% of the people that are listening are going to go, to go try that. Well, you know, I used to I used to set up my pedal boards very, you know, got to get the fuzz first, and then right. do do your your whatever other dirt pedals, and then you know just have make sure your your reverbs at the end, and have everything kind of in that specific correct order. Right. You know, recently I just pulled my pedal board apart and put everything in there, just all weird and in different ways, and. Uh, delays after fuzzes, fuzzes after delays, reverbs all over the place. And I've just been having a lot of fun. That's cool. That's neat. I, I suggest you, I suggest doing that. Even if you have to pull a couple pedals off your board or whatever, just to switch it up. It's, it's really a lot of fun. I dig it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try the reverb in front of the fuzz anyways. Um, Do it. so let's, uh, hear about your guitars. Um, yeah, well, I have only three guitars, which I know that, uh, when I listen to your show, some of you guys sounds like you have about 40 guitars. Um, Tony does. That's it. Oh, Tony 40. does. That's it. Wow. He's, he's got, he's, he doesn't know where that many of his guitars are at currently. <laughs> that's probably true. I don't remember how many I have. Um, I have, uh, uh, Les Paul type of guitar that actually my wife made for me for our wedding anniversary or our wedding gift from her. Wow. Um, she made it? Yeah, she's she was a woodworker for a long time and she got a giant slab of koa wood and wow. That's what she you get up there in Oregon. She made me an awesome guitar. It's it's amazing. That's cool. Um I've got that. I've got a uh tele type of guitar that's made by a friend of mine named Rich Hogue, who's in San Francisco. Um, he builds a lot of guitars for Bob Weir, and he, he's got a very big kind of Grateful Dead type of uh, following. Um, but he made me this great, uh, great telly with uh, humbucker in the neck. Mm-hmm. And it's just this awesome, awesome thing. Better than any Fender Tele I've ever played, actually. That's cool. Um, and then my other guitar, it's a 1969 Ampeg Dan Armstrong. And uh, ah. that that thing is super heavy. 
<laughs> yes, uh, they are. Yeah, I gotta like I gotta sit down. I can't stand up and play that thing. I gotta sit down and prop it up on my my legs. But uh, it's awesome. And um, yeah, it's it's a clear one. Yeah, it's and a clear one. They which, did a which smoke pickup? gray one too, right? They did a black one that yeah that they had problems with. Mm. Gave it to Keith Richards, and it kept falling out of tune from the stage lights. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> so wait, uh, which uh, which pickup do you have in it? Um, I have the uh, rock treble. I have the country bass, and then I just recently bought a um, Kent Armstrong P90. Yeah, they that's what's really cool is they actually uh, Ken Armstrong is is making compatible plugins for that guitar. Yeah, it's Dan Armstrong's son. Oh, okay, yeah. And then he's making them in Florida and then Dan Armstrong's grandson, uh his name's Aaron, he's building the pickups over in England. Oh, wow. Wow. So, they're just kind of continuing that's on with cool. that. And, you know, I'd like to get a humbucker for it at some point, but uh, with, once I put the P90 in that thing, I I don't know if I'll ever take it out. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's awesome. How about amps? What are you doing with amps? Well, my broken amp is my uh, 65 Deluxe Reverb that's all, like... When I first got it, I thought it was. Uh, I thought I got ripped off because I thought it was a reissue. It was so so clean. Wow, uh, such a clean amp. I had and, to, that I had, a, and that's a blackface, right? Yeah, I had to take it apart and look on the inside, and I was expecting to see a circuit board in there. Um, but all the all the parts that had dates on them were all um, like mid sixty five. Yeah, it's perfect. Um, so that's rad. And then my kind of my backup amp is a uh, Harmony. It's uh, I think it's the eighty one or eighty four eighty four eighteen. I believe it's called. It's uh, from the fifties, and it's just this uh, eighty four eighteen is what it is. Hmm. It's a nineteen fifties. Uh, it's a five watt amp. It's kind of like a. Uh, it's I guess pretty comparable to like a Fender Champ or something like that. Okay. Is that one of those tall, like slightly taller ones with like a circular cutout kind of thing? Yes. Well, I, I just surprised myself. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that's. Uh, I just looked at Tony like, watch me get this wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, and that's a great amp. You know, it's like um, you just crank it all the way up. It's not that loud and it sounds amazing, you know? That's just, awesome. That's that's a good recording, like one to blast out when you're to mix with. I used to, yeah. I used to. Um, people would always ask me to bring that into the recording studio when I was an engineer there, because people wanted to use that amp because it yeah. just is awesome. You know. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Drew, it has been awesome hearing about all of your stuff. Um, before we transition into Jaredville, um. Are you working on anything new, or are you just kind of holding steady with the uh, with the fuzz it and the what the fuzz right now? I uh, know I'm uh, actually working on a couple different circuits right now. Um, I'm working on some kind of delay, um, kind of just getting into that. But I've always wanted to to build a delay, um, not like a. I don't want to. It's not going to be like a super clean type of delay. I'm sure there'll be some some kind of fuzz distortion thing going on, you know, mm-hmm. um, kind of a, a, maybe a weirder type of delay and also kind of the, um, along the same lines of, with a reverb, 
you know, nice. just kind of getting into something with uh, maybe a delay with some some fuzzy mos- modulation in it. Um, so I got a couple things that I'm I'm pretty happy with right now that just need some fine tuning. So hopefully soon I can start getting a couple more things out and it kind of expand the palette a little bit instead of just uh, fuzz, you know? Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, we're looking forward to it. Please keep us posted on that uh, so that uh, we can share that out with our audience and everything. Absolutely. Um, Jared? Ladies and gentlemen, it's come to the time in the show where we all enjoy a little bit of, should I do this or should I do that? Other known as, would you rather... Jared, I wasn't. What did you say? I wasn't listening. Was there a harmony machine on this? <laughs> wow, he's a Leslie. Yeah, the, the human Leslie. Volume and vibrato control, all the good stuff. Yeah. Wow. I got a good pedal board in my throat. All right, <laughs> man. Living in Nashville's done you good. Yeah. Oh, I tell you, um, it's it's the way you have to drive here. It's made me a better singer. <laughs> um, because it's absolutely <laughs> all right. Then I almost get hit and killed every day. <laughs> All right. All right. This is from our good old chum, Sam Jett. Yes. <laughs> so this is for all the analog versus digital threads out there. Would you rather? So you're walking down the street and you're finishing up your smoothie when, oh, no, you're accosted by the tone burglars. Analog Allen and Digital Dan. Uh-oh. You happen to be standing next to the van, and that has all your gear you're taking to your gig. Analog Allen hops in the van and steals everything that happens to be analog, of course, right? Your two bams, stoop-driven pedals, analog pedals, etc. Digital Dan hops in the van and steals everything that happens to be digital, right? Because of Digital Dan. Your stack, your solid-state amp... Your pedals that nobody has. You drop your smoothie in disbelief. But by the time it hits the ground, they're gone. Thankfully, all your guitars are still in the van and in one piece. But you only have time to track one of them down before your gig starts. Now, Analog Allen and Digital Dan aren't too bad of guys. They just stole all your stuff. But hey, they're just misunderstood. If you happen to be missing essential piece of gear, despite recovering your analog or digital gear, the Tone Thieves will loan you a corresponding piece of gear so that you can still play in your gig. See? They're not so bad. Uh, So, would you rather ask for one piece of essential analog gear from Analog Allen or ask for one piece of essential digital gear from Digital Dan? Ooh. Oh, that's such a good one from Sam Jett. Right on, man. That that's that's a really good one. That's up there. I have a clarifying question. Uh-huh. So so we've got our guitar and we're only getting one piece of gear that's either digital or one piece of gear that's analog and that's it. That's correct. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. We're Tony. Well, all I know is it's a good thing that hybrid Harry didn't uh come and steal your stuff because he'd have taken it all. Yeah. That's no, that's that's your worst joke yeah, ever. That's that's not good. Go time. ahead. Sorry. But seriously, folks, try the veal. I'll yeah. be here all week. I liked it, Tony. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> I heard a giggle in the background. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, the guitar, yeah, we got that covered. Uh, it's kind of tough to say. I mean, I'm, I, my my inclination is lean towards the analog side, um, only because I'm I'm assuming that would be like an amp or something, correct? Yeah. Um, so I can I could live without digital things, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going to go with the analog. I'm going to see analog. Uh, who's it? Andy. Analog Allen. Allen. Oh, how about his brother Andy? Nope. No. Well, maybe, nope, it's maybe not, I can get two pieces that. of gear from it's not that. Analog Andy. So you're taking right. your amp back. I'm taking my amp back. All right. Uh, Rob, how about yourself? I don't want to answer these questions anymore. You've got to. <laughs> it's the law. Um, okay, if, if it has to be, if I can only get one piece of gear, then it has to be digital. Because I can get Loser. a Helix and, you know, I, I can get a, a faux... 400 and some amps and pedals. Well, no, if it was a question like, okay, you're getting six pieces or five no, or something one. like that. You get one. one. You get no. one. I, well, that's why that's, I'm justifying my, so that's why it's going to be a Helix, which is, okay. I'm cheating the system here and getting. Yeah. That's not cheating you know, the system. Well, if that's what you are using. Yeah, it's just being clever. That's no, no, no. Fair. It's not what I use. And just, and that's what I mean. If you look at my pedal board, I technically have one digital product in my whole rig. Right. So I would rather go all analog, but if it's like, okay, I can only get one piece of analog gear, it's like, well, sh- shoot, not one gear. I can so you wouldn't, you wouldn't take your flipping super awesome amp? No, because I couldn't do a gig, any of my gigs with your just Bugera? that. Bogner. <laughs> Bugera. <laughs> take that back. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I couldn't. I, I mean, I couldn't do any gigs with just that. I'd need... You know, something else at certain spots. You need to get like, down so. back to basics, man. Yeah. My, my rig's pretty basic, but yeah. I mean, to do it with just an amp, I mean, I'd cancel the gig. Yeah. Well, there you go. Okay. So, anyways, that's all my right. Answer. Then I'd take a baseball bat to yourself. both analog Andy and that's digital right. Dan. And take all yeah. those. Yeah. <laughs> take both their I'm gonna, too. I'm going to get on the ship with Gilligan and then get trapped on Tony Island. Ah, uh, thank you. Or you're I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to go for analog and, you know, I'm going to get a Marshall. Yeah. Okay. Get the Marshall. You could just always turn it up and make everybody's ears bleed. So. <laughs> exactly. Drew, how about yeah. yourself? Uh, I, I think I would definitely have to go analog and get my uh, deluxe reverb working again. Hopefully these guys can fix it before after they steal <laughs> it. He still has his reverb on his mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zamp the whole show. I he hasn't slept back. in six days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been a wreck. I've been a total wreck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to take uh, my HX stump. Yeah, there you Good go. man. I was worried there I was going to be alone man. on this one. No, it, it I mean, I, I'm just thinking my what am I required to do my gig and I've already set up my rig in that in the event that anything goes wrong with my stuff Smart. I can punch that in but um, even without that I'm using it now for a couple of other things to help out and uh, it just it just makes sense you know I've got the I got my Super Black Magic which I know yes I got you know mm-hmm. that's only one amp that I really ever talk about um, but um I mean, unless I quite literally have it completely goosed, I'm not getting pretty much hardly any drive out of it unless I really, really push that thing, and that's just not gonna yep. not gonna fly because similar to dry as a bone still. So yep. 
Anyways, because uh, it's a non-reverb amp. So, uh, so that's what I'm doing. So we're on this one. That's interesting. Yeah. That was a great question, Sam Jet, And I encourage all of you out there who might be daydreaming at work, send us in your, your would-you-rathers. We'd love to hear Make them. Make sure you have it a long, drawn-out story, too. We love those. Uh <laughs> We're going to check in with Tony really quick, and then we're going to say see you later to our friend Drew. That's right, Todd, because at this point of the show, we like to thank a special group of people. These are our executive producers, and Todd's probably wondering, what's an executive producer? No, he's not wondering, because he knows. He created it. Go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs check out a couple different levels in which you can participate become a sponsor of this very podcast mm-hmm. you get a great bevy of prize packages at all levels really things like barefoot buttons and stickers and picks and we're down to two levels now well we're just down to two levels like yeah. i said you know, one of the two levels you get great stuff our executive producers get all the fun stuff the great stuff but there's one thing more that they get and Rob, what is that? Oh, you get to have your name read on the thing. Man, you are sounding more and more like Jared I've been every working day. On it. Good job. I've been working on it. <laughs> so, without yeah. further ado, I'm going to read this list of executive producers. Growing. It's growing. It's making Todd nervous because it's, now this is consuming 25 minutes of the podcast. Yeah, not quite. No, that's not the problem. So you're taking you 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 know you. Go on. Go ahead. You're encur- I'm not saying. You're encouraging the behavior, Yeah, Tom. I know. I, as I'm saying this, I'm going, damn it, sh- shut <laughs> up, Todd. You're, it's, it's you're like, fueling him it's right like a, now. A I know. I want, longer. I want everybody's name to be yes. read out loud, this, loud and clear. I like reading. I shortened I shortened the intro for you. Thank you. That's just for you. It's about their names. It's That's not for a, you. Yeah. It's about their names. That. It's it's not about the Patreon. You're it's not it. about... You know, going on and on about senseless things. Tony is a dog that's behaving badly. You have to just ignore him. Don't make eye contact. He'll stop. <laughs> Whack me on the nose. <laughs> so without further ado, special thanks to these executive producers, Mr. Tom Barazin, yep. Martin Cliff, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Michael Van Zant, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Anthony Lathrop. John Anglin, Brad Partridge, John Esterley, Justin Jones, James White, Matt Hart, Bill Goligataz, Richard Kendall, Ty Harmon, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, Gary Cooper, Mark Garten, Elad Mazrahi, Magdi, Trevor Gunberg, Rick Calhoun, Anthony Gemalero. I said it right, Todd. Jim Alaro. Jim Alaro. He's a, that's an upgrade. He's an upgrade. He's an upgrade. He was yeah. a he was an early adopter of the of the uh, uh, the entry level one, and then he just said, you know what, I'm going I'm, up. There. I'm goosing it up a bit. Yeah. And oh, thank you, hey, Anthony. Hey, one more thing. We've got a new executive yes. producer. Who is it? His name is John Halverson. Right on. Hey, Welcome. So John. thank you. Welcome aboard. Uh, Anthony, thanks for upgrading. And you know what? I have to say, um, you know, we've been reading um, Martin Cliff's name off for a long time, and we have to uh, take that take. We have to take him off the list now. Okay, go. You're interrupting I'm me sorry. again. You know, Todd. <laughs> he got you. There's another group of people. We call them our grand poobas. These are our executive producers that are, you know, shall we say, up a notch. 
They like to hang out in the penthouse suite in their individual hot tubs, drinking special guitar knob executive producer. Gavathier, yes, they're having some Gavathier. These are extra special people, and they really, along with our other executive producers and patrons, make this show possible. So, special, special thanks to these grand poobas Jonathan Jerusic, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Science of Sound, Cody Foster, Sean S. Yes. Tommy Manasco, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Tim Nowak, Tyler Rines, James Pennington, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, Johnny Morales, Mal Sanders, Bob Crouch, Sam Jett, with two T's, Michio Murakashi, Murakishi, Murakishi. You had... I had, I had, I had the Michio, right, yeah. though? Sorry, Michio. Uh, and your order will be going out soon. Yeah. Uh, and, oh... This is why you said we should take... <laughs> you got me, Todd. Yeah. Martin Cliff has upgraded to a Grand Pooba. Yep. Martin Cliff's been supporting us for a very long Thank time. Thank you, Martin. Yeah. You got... Wow. A guy so nice, we read his name twice. Exactly. That's right. And, uh, and actually on that, I just wanted to share this really quick while we hit that. He's been supporting us for a very long time he said hey todd tony jared and er, rob er, i think rob uh thought it was finally time i stepped up to grand poobah level i'm leaving hong kong at the end of july for a new life in bucharest romania oh, he's wow. been living there uh i'm doing things for a long time yeah. he's been really heavily wow. into music I, and i think he was teaching music and there. stuff yeah i've sent a couple of projects to hong kong so he said um oh. he's not exactly sure what he'll be doing yet but uh definitely going to be doing something guitar related maybe uh starting with some tech work maybe some uh building a couple instruments you you guys and so many of your guests have really inspired me to think uh that we can really do this stuff that means a lot it really does. Can you shorten that a little bit, Todd? No. <laughs> I helped a friend build a co really cool guitar over the last year, and the bug has bitten. Really appreciate all you guys do. Looking forward to much more of it going forward. Excellent. Thank you so much, Thanks, Martin. Thanks, Martin. Thanks, and Martin. And thank you to all of our supporters. Uh, Drew, we need to say a great big thank you to you right now. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, guys. I had a great time. Awesome. It was a pleasure having you on. We uh, dig what you're doing, and we wish you great success moving forward. Uh, Thank you. And where can people buy your pedals? Uh, WeirdNoisePedals.com. Awesome. Easy that is to remember. To yeah, easy to remember. Go and do it. Tanya? Yes? How about you? Uh, let's say you need a special pick card. You're upgrading. That's right. You're doing new pickups in. Whatever you need. Go to PickGuardian.com. Check out the wares I have to offer. Uh, but a lot of what I do, almost most of what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you need. I will take You've very good care of you. all the crazy materials. Yes. Excellent. Rob, how about yourself? Mad Cow Amplification. Um, Facebook or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check you out on Instagram for some awesome stuff about amps. Jared? 
if you guys have a question about Gibson pickups or just pickups in general, uh, write us an email, right? Or uh, Todd an email, and he'll ask it uh, on the podcast. That's right. You can DM me, Todd, at theguitarnobs.com if you want to ask any of us anything uh, or share your thoughts. You can also DM uh, me on Instagram at guitarnobs. That'll get you directly in to all of our inner chambers. Mm. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, thank you all for hanging out tonight. We had an awesome time. We really appreciate um, each of you being here and uh, sharing your time as well. So, hey, everybody, have a fantastic guitar week and subscribe. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> Did you raid the Australian Beach Club or something? You got all these truly drinks in here. What's going on? Well, Oh yeah, Tony yeah. misses me the most. Uh uh-uh. uh, I can tell you do. Uh uh-uh. uh, yeah you do. And oh, oh golly, now I'm all out of breath. I'm done. Right. I will gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, well, when we do a trivial pursuit contest, you're not invited. Is your head full of uh, useless information too? Oh, absolutely. Sort of like a big husky, you know, kind of barrel chesty big guy, right? Like me. Like, well, y- your barrel's on a little lower. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh, wow. 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 Oh, he's fun of the singers. He's we are just off and running, huh? <laughs> Whoa. I've seen so church cool. organs in my life where they still operate on uh, air. Yes. Yes. So. Air and guilt. Now did put in the organ? <laughs> hey, Tony's hip. Damn it! This is depressing. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Jared. Right? You just yeah. you never know what you're gonna get till the end of the show. Never yes. know. I hate that part Let of the show. Action pack, baby. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time